Dave, it is Duncan, back from Metal Epidemic for another... <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Party time, Dave, <laughs> for this review. Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from London occult rockers Green Lung. The band's new album, This Heathen Land, will be released on November 3rd via Nuclear Blast Records. So, uh, two years after the release of their critically acclaimed Black Harvest... Is that two years? Yeah. Green Lung have unveiled their most ambitious offering yet. The, the Heathen Land is the most complete manifestation of the band's vision to date, fulfilling the, their long-held goal to, in the words of vocalist Tom Templar, create the definitive soundtrack to the folk horror film in our heads. Yep. From the cover art to the vinyl inserts and lyrical themes, this Heathen Land is a painstakingly researched and executed heavy metal love letter to the folkloric landscape of the UK. Perhaps unsurprisingly, I've had the classic Reader's Digest book, Folklore, Myths and Legends of Britain, by my bedside since childhood, says vocalist Tom. With this album, I want to conjure the experience of reading that book in sonic form to take listeners on a journey into the weird world of British folklore, into the woods and over the mountains and onto the moors, and to inspire them to see the magic that's still out there, if you use a little imagination. Working with producer-engineer Wayne Adams at Bear Bites Horse Studio uh, once more, and now with Tom Dalgetty, Opeth Clutch Ghost. On mixing duties, the band looked to classic albums produced by Martin Birch for sonic inspiration. There's something very special about the records Birch produced in the late 70s and early 80s. Albums such as Sabbath, Sabbath's Mob Rules and Rainbow's Rising were made at a time before metal had become quite so codified when it could still be eccentric and experimental, yet musical and accessible. With this heathen land, we wanted to make a record that pays homage to those classic records while adding a modern sensibility and musicality, says guitarist Scott Black. The album is steeped in atmosphere that evokes the BBC radiophonic workshop as well as synthesizer pioneers such as Wendy Carlos and the early works of bands like Goblin. These were soundtracks that were defined by their budgetary and technological limitations as much as anything, continues Black. Today, in a limitless instrumental, in a time of limitless instrumental VSTs, it was a refreshing creative challenge to have to think about arranging music for an assembly of mostly broken, era-specific mono synths. So, uh, nine tracks, just over forty-two minutes. Um, we reviewed the last album, Black Harvest. Um, mm-hmm. Spoke very highly of it. Um, you, you actually made uh, quite a bold uh, statement on uh, that last review, uh, Duncan, um, if you remember. Um, you said... I make a lot of bold statements. <laughs> it's difficult to keep track of all of them, Dave. Yeah, I can't remember I'm what I said yesterday. But, um, you said you were reserving a 5 out of 5 for their next album. Um, but did this heathen land do enough for you to follow through with that statement. What did you think of uh, so, This Heathen Land? So, like we, we noted that the previous album was out in Spark Records, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yes. I think so. So, like, we did acknowledge the fact that this is another one of Nuclear Blast's UK acquisitions. Yeah. Um, which is smart. I mean, like, they've, they've, take a, they've taken a keen interest... Mm. Maybe something to do with their A&R representative mm. um, where he's from in the world. But they've taken a keen interest in acquiring mm-hmm. um, some up-and-coming UK bands 
not all within the same genre, but certainly ones that are on the upswing. And Nuclear Blast this year and last year have found a, a kind of platform to make bands sound fucking huge, mm. right? So almost every band that is signed from from everywhere, to be honest with you, in the last two years to Nuclear Blast have released an album that makes them sound like 10 times bigger than what they were before. Uh, Green Lung are a really interesting band in that they do embrace a lot of things that I like. Like, they embrace his genre and his style and a decade of music, which is... I, I love stuff from the 70s. Mm. I love that 70s aesthetic. I love a lot of the kind of early Doom stuff as well. It kind of sits well with me Um, but on top of that as well they are steeped in folk horror folk horror is one of my favourite sub-genres of horror Um, and I've got like fucking books on it I've got box sets on it I've watched a lot of the prominent movies of the era Um, topping on on top of that as well the artwork itself once again helmed by Richard Wells uh, aka Slippery Jack if you follow his uh, you follow his work online I own uh, artwork by Slippery Jack um, specifically stuff from The Exorcist 3 and also from The Wicker Man designed uh, remember when we went to see In the Earth the mm-hmm. weekly movie mm-hmm. at the cinema and they look and they look at the poster on the wall of the that's done by Richard Wells mm-hmm. so he does a right. lot of that kind of yieldy kind of mm-hmm. line work sort of stuff so he did he's done I think pretty much now for the last two or three releases everything by for Green Lung as well, including the artwork in this, which is fucking bitching. Um, the first thing to note is this is in continuation of what Nuclear Blast has been doing across the board with every band. <laughs> this sim's massive. Mm. It's refined. It's polished. It sounds fucking huge. Mm. And it, if anything, what it's done is it's taken Green Lung from where they were and put them in the next stratosphere up. Yeah. It's like a noticeable shift. Maybe not necessarily in all the instrumentation, but specifically vocally. The vocal production on this one is quite a shift mm. from previous. Still sounds like the same guy, but just sounds bigger, mm. sounds fuller. Yeah. I hadn't realised how much the previous release, the vocals had sounded as thin as they did mm. until I actually went back and listened to it. Mm. It's one of those ones where I'm like that. I can't remember him sending as like, I don't want to keep, I'm going to be using a band's name quite a bit, so I apologise. But it's very, on this one, it's very ghost-like. And I couldn't remember that in the previous one. I remember musically there was elements that kind of leaned into that, but I couldn't ever remember being like, well, he sounds like Tobias Forge, I can't. But on this one, he does. And Mm. having listened back, there's something a bit more tinny, a little less full-sounding. Of the vocals on the previous album mm-hmm. release, yeah. So, and I know they did a lot of that recording in like an empty church or something, so that might have had an element of that in there. Mm. But it sounds fuller here. Um, musically, this actually does feel like a continuation. It kind of feels like they've they haven't strayed too far from the path on a bigger label release. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, at times this feels a bit more experimental. Listen to a track like Maxine, for example, which has a very kind of 60s electronic harpsichord sound on the synths playing through, and it's all very quirky yeah. and all the rest, and very psychedelic and trippy. I don't know if we would have got as much of that on previous releases. Mm. I think, if anything, 
moments like One for Sorrow or Mountain Throne or the Forest Church are more indicative of the green lung that we're used to with those kind of 70s rock, kind of sludgy doomy sort of riffing styles, smoke-filled room sort of atmosphere and organ playing. Mm. Um, What I liked about this one is its grandeur, like more than anything. Um, It feels like it's telling a story more than the other ones, and I feel the acts of those, like the idea of kind of paganism, of kind of worship of the earth, um, is all here. Like the first four tracks through the the introduction of the the forest church intro into the forest church, like beckoning you in to this kind of weird sort of kind of folky horrory sort of ritual. Mm. Um, through into track five, uh, one for sorrow, which is this big kind of build up of kind of this, this kind of epic kind of ballad sort of thing. Then belies um, song of the stones. Mm-hmm. Fucking love because like it's what we associate with kind of paganism and uh, like kind of druid worship is the is is kind of runic sort of stones that we see up and down the UK. It's, like Stonehenge to fucking um, Scarabree. It's that sort of, like, it's that feel of something, like a place that you're, as people, we're drawn to to worship. And Mm. Song of the Stones is predominantly an instrumental track that lays a kind of, a bringing down of the album. It centralises it back down. And then you get, like, some of the more longer tracks bringing you out in the ancient ways hunter in the skies and oceans of time which are the band maybe expanding a little bit more on that sound that they've got it kind of feels like we've got purpose and we're we're leaning out strongly i think the instrumentation is excellent on this um the guitar riffs are hooky they're kind of rocky and like widdly and all, all the stuff that you come to expect but there, there's less moments on this album than on the previous album where I feel that they maybe go a little bit too off-piste or go a little bit into the weeds in a way which is okay but not as fully satisfying as they do here. That kind of almost reserved and more meticulous nature I think plays it a bit better. Mm. Production is excellent. It kind of has a... We've mentioned this a few times this year. It has that kind of retro feel whilst instantly sounding modern. Um, But not sounding like as anthemic as Ghost. Like like the Ghost comparisons are here. It's hard to get away from it. Like moreover on this release than on previous ones where it was maybe used as a passing glance of something that if you're a fan of, there are moments on this that are very Ghost and it's hard to get away from it. Um, Mm. Like the organ work, the vocal work, the style, um, some like some of like ghost quirkier moments where they're playing with kind of sixties, seventies culture. Maybe less their last two releases where they push more a kind of eighties anthem sort of rock mm-hmm. sort of sound. Um, they're, they're definitely in there. Um, vocally is the bit that I think they've improved the most on without changing that much from and yeah. that like I say I think the vocal production overall is a lot better here it's a lot fuller and as a result of that I think it has more impact mm-hmm. um, I love it the work that's done here yes it reminds me of another vocalist that we've already mentioned a few times but I think it hangs really really well he's got a particular range and he doesn't really move beyond that range and he uses a lot of the same techniques and vocal melody hooks in similar ways amongst the tracks but actually 
from a stylistic point and what the album is trying to convey contextually with the ideas of kind of, you know, um, religion, paganism, or whatever it is, those things actually fit more in line with a kind of, like, quasi-hymn than they do necessarily yeah. about trying to build the biggest earworms. Yeah. And this album has that. It's got hooks that you can sing back once you've listened to the tracks. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one overall. I think, to be honest, this is kind of what I expected from their, their next album. It's a refinement of what they've done before. It's a polish on what they've done before. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, they've solidified what their sound is, yeah. which I think is good because it has morphed between albums gradually. But this is the one where I feel like I most have like the definitive green lung sound. This mm-hmm. is what the band sounds like. Um it's maybe lost a little bit of its uniqueness now, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, if anything, I think if anything, it seems like it's more in tune to bring more people in yeah. um, to, to kind of experience what they're doing. Um, yeah, this is really fucking good. I thought it's like really, really well placed, really well executed. Mm. I miss a little bit of the daringness of the previous release, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a band that started off from humble beginnings to getting signed on Svar and then putting out a really, really, really cool concept album to then be picked up by Nuclear Blast in such a short period of time, I think they've delivered probably their most comprehensively linear sounding album to date. It's the one where I feel like every track flows into the next track, delivers a purpose and is structured really, really well whilst at the same time losing a bit of that experimental daringness. Mm. There's still plenty to celebrate here. There are elements here that are right up kind of bizarre, almost Morris Dance-esque, folksy, weird, Middle England, kind of almost middle-age sort of weirdness. It it works. It Mm. all works with their sound and their vibe. But you still get guitar hooks where you're listening to go like that. Like you'd imagine smoke machines and fucking someone with a blue light on them just whittling away. It's still all there. Mm. It's just packaged in a more commercial vehicle, I mm. think is probably a nice way to say it without damning it with faint praise. Um, you have to approach me at the end to find out if I, I feel they've achieved the five star. But I joked with you yesterday in the car where you have like for the last over a decade now taking pot shots at a band that I maybe haven't liked the last two albums as much as I do their very early stuff mm. but I've been I've been rocking the ghost now since <laughs> fucking that debut album mm. right and I've I've got a top from then uh, has how long I've like been rocking the ghost and you've had stick up your ass <laughs> a bee in your bonnet <laughs> Tron your bush, I don't know. Uh <laughs> crawl your edge. You like you've you've had an issue with them. Mm. Um yeah, this I'll, album I feel is most encroaching on some of the elements I've heard you complain about in the past when chatting about Ghost. Mm. So I expect your review is either gonna be a rollback on a lot of shit that's been mentioned in the last fifteen years or a doubling down or something unexpected, Dave. So, 
where are you coming in with the new Green Lung album? Because you you really liked the last one as well. And I, I did. I wasn't quite as high on it as um, you and Kyle. I think I got I yeah. gave it four out of five. I think you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I enjoyed it. I thought the hooks were really good on that album. Um, I enjoyed the production on it. Um, the only reason I didn't really go higher my grade is I found it got a little bit repetitive in places. Um, and there was a couple of tracks that didn't completely land for me on that album. And on subsequent listens, I don't think you're wrong. It's not mm. an album that I return to with any great frequency, even though I scored it very high. Yeah. And that initial first couple of listens, I was like, yeah, I just need more of this. Mm. And at the time, I don't think we'd had a ghost album, which <laughs> was like, it was kind of scratching an itch, not mm. fully, but enough to get me through. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think I said on, on the review that, like, if you listen to each Green Lung album, they seem to get better with each release. You could hear the jump between uh, Woodland Rights and Black Harvest. So I was kind of expecting another kind of jump, another step up here. Um, and I think this is, uh, I think this is the most um, kind of grand Green Lung, Green Lung have ever sounded, um, both in production um, and and how adventurous the album is. Mm. Um, this feels much more uh, connected. Um, bit more kind of conceptual um rather than just um like a bunch of songs on an album i think um it's mainly because of that kind of heavy occult streak that the album has which along the way they've designed and arranged this album um it does make it feel almost kind of like soundtrack-esque at times um and it's it's something that we've seen a lot more of um of late where bands will specifically emphasize the way the, the kind of vinyl release is split into like a, a side A and a side B. Yeah. Uh, and this album has that as well. And I think it gives a lot more kind of background setting to when listening to the album because here on uh, track six, um, Song of the Stones, that's the site, the start of side B of the vinyl. Which makes sense. Yeah. And you can clearly hear that, you know, that change comes um, on the album where it does become more folky and more kind of rural sounding. Um, that track is all like acoustic guitars and percussion and there's some like woodwind on there as well um, but it's, it's a great transitional track into that second part of the album which does have some more experimental moments um, but in general I think this release does kind of lean a bit heavier on that occult side with a with a bit more of a folkier vibe um, I think if you're a fan of Green Lung um, don't worry because this is still as kind of epic as they've ever been um, and on uh, this heathen land, Green Lung's music continues to be very hook laden. There's still plenty of that kind of doom filled feel um, with the kind of classic rock traits. Um, tracks like The Forest Church and Maxine are categorical bangers. Like Maxine in particular, I loved. Um, it is utterly soaked in that kind of like kind of ghoulish kind of character, um, but it's, it's catchy as hell. Um, and I think that's one thing I, I've I really enjoyed about Green Long albums as they are, they are very easy to digest, um, even with all the like the folklore and the the, the kind of hammer horror vibes. Um, I'm, I'm never struggling to get into a Green Long album, um, as opposed to a Ghost album, say. Um, <laughs> and yes, I, I agree with you. There are similarities between the bands. That's there's no getting away from that. But with one distinct difference, in that Ghost are shite basically um, uh, <laughs> that's what it comes down to um, both bands <laughs> both bands clearly they, they know how to write a hook 
Um, but I feel like Green Lung are. I feel like Green Lung are less hammy with it. Like I feel oh, like that's deliberate. Like ghosts are a parody band. Yeah, yeah, I know. Have um, be, they have to be viewed that way. It's all tongue in cheek. It shouldn't yeah. be taken serious. Where actually Green Lung, I think their sincerity is what what sells the sound. If you know yeah. what I mean. It's, and it's, I think it's that side of Ghost that I don't really connect to, that kind yeah. of more theatrical side. Um, Green Lung also kind of give you this like thundering kind of heaviness as well that kind of Oh yeah, they are out. heavier. There's no getting yeah. around that. Um, and I find that really kind of satisfying to listen to. Um, I feel like this album though comes with even more on the kind of the harmonies and melody than than Black Harvest. Vocally, um, this one—that's what I'm saying. That like they've spent time. And like, pre, it's only when you go back and listen to the previous album that mm. I think you realise how thin is the word I would describe. But vocally, the production is very thin. Yeah. And in yeah. this one, it's fuller, and like you mentioned, like the fact you have some like backing vocals as well to fill things as well. Yeah. It just sounds <laughs> there's something more majestic about it. Yeah, I I feel like they've they've kind of embraced their inner queen on this album because yeah. vocal harmonies, even the the lead work on the guitar is very Queen esque. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt like that influence was definitely coming through a bit more on uh, on this album. But I didn't mind that. I, I like Queen. Um, I think I also think as songwriters, I think they've improved on this album, um, and it's exactly what I kind of hoped for from a Green Long album. They've they've kept a lot of the kind of core elements that the fans will love, where it's still accessible, but they've also injected this bit more of a kind of majestic side that that delves a little bit deeper into the woods and, and gives you a little bit more than just a kind of surface album. Um, I feel like there are a bit more in terms of layers and detail and a bit more instrumentation, a bit more character to this one. Um, and I found it a more fascinating listen for me, like tracks like One for Sorrow, which example kind of gave me kind of more than I bargained for from Green Lung. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a very retro feel, It's got, but it's got a, a kind of experimental tinge to it as well. It's almost like when I was listening to it, it was like it's almost a, a cover of a song from the 70s, but it's been like green lungified yeah. if that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what i mean like um it's, it's weird it's like a more modernized version um but perfectly placed on the album um that then leads into to kind of side b and songs of the stones um i think part of the character of the album definitely comes from the production which is just again very natural very classic mm. sounding um it definitely kind of evoked that like feeling of a 70s or an 80s album um, but it's got more punch and more kind of clarity to it than an album of that era and um, it's a very well produced um album um which i think like if you're into vinyl and stuff i think this would be really cool to hear yeah. um on uh, vinyl uh yeah I, I i really enjoyed this um i enjoyed this more than the last album um i think they've uh, they've delivered um, a step up on this heathen heathen land and i think they should be immensely proud of of this release um i 100 100% want to see this live like i think this is going to be killer to watch in a kind of well, live I environment we, i think we may be able to solve that day <laughs> well we may um yeah so um scores what would you what would you score this heathen land now memory serves i scored the previous album with 4.5 yeah i think so and didn't give it a five um i'd probably come in the same on this one mm -hmm. i like I'd, i think this is there's elements on this one that are definitely better than the previous album. There's a little bit of the experimentation of the previous album that I would like to have seen flourished a bit more. Mm. 
only acknowledge that this one actually feels more cohesive as an album whereas on the previous album some of that experimentation sounded a bit like left field yeah you actually get this one has a, a more cohesive overall flow and feel um i mean yeah it, it gets really kind of twee and in the weeds at times i mean they still know how to throw a big a big old nasty orange goblin riff oh, yeah. um, out of nowhere and it, it lands uh, like yourself, can't wait to fucking see them live. I think mm. it's going to be absolutely bitching. I hope the stage show is everything that the album promises. Mm. Um, but 4.5 is where I'm coming in. I, I, once again, they should be immensely proud of themselves. I think they're only going to get bigger. Mm. There's a whole, there's a whole sea of people out there that have not listened to Green Lung yet. Mm. That through other bands that are maybe a little bit bigger. Um, have been preconditioning them to like this sound and now is their time to shine. They're going to be big this year and next year, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm coming in exactly the same. I'm coming in at 4.5 oh, yeah. as well. Um, I, I scored the previous album 4 out of 5. I definitely think this is a better release. that far off me. No. Um, I, I just found this more rewarding, more fascinating to listen to. I think there was more to kind of keep me interested in this album. Um, and I agree with you. I think the, the kind of cohesiveness of this album is far greater on this one than the, the last one. Uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing this uh, live and in person. So we'll definitely try and make it out to the, the Glasgow show. Is it, is it not a November one, isn't it? I think it's a November one. November. I also think it's in the cat house. Ooh. Syrian Lung, <laughs> you should be playing in the bigger venue. True that. I'm sure, nothing bad will happen to the sound in the cows. <laughs> uh, Green Lung, this heathen land out on November 3rd on Nuclear Blast. Um, links below to the band, to the pre order on Bandcamp. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. That is our review. Thank you for checking out. We'll be back with another review very soon, but until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>